Well, I can't wait to meet our host. I hear this is only one of his beat parties. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Hey, good morning. This is Harry Day with Two True to Lie. I'm actually recording this in the morning. It's about 9 a.m. I ran across a list. It was going to be the most bizarre foods from around the world. But while looking at the topics, I found the strangest foods from every state of the United States. And since most of my listeners are in the United States, I thought I'd go through that list today instead. And then those that listen to me from around the world can see what people are eating within the United States of America. And maybe if you come here legally visiting or immigrating or migrating or whatever, uh, you can try some of these bizarre foods. And some of these are bizarre. Even I haven't heard of them. Some of them. Some of them I've actually had. Some of them, there's no way that I would eat. I don't see how they do it, but people eat weird stuff. Some places they have to eat weird stuff because they need to eat something. And, you know, food might be scarce. Other places, it's, it's a tradition. It's been around a long time, and people just eat it because their parents ate it and their ancestors ate it. And then other things are just strange things that people ate and other people liked it and it caught on. So, without further ado, let's jump in to the strangest foods per state in the United States. We do know, obviously, that the United States is a large, diverse country. The South is different from the North. Both are different from the West. And then the Places in between can be a little bit tweaked from the others, like New England to the upper Midwest or the East Coast to the Central East, or Alaska from any of it, or Hawaii from any of it, and sometimes California from the rest of the country. They all can have different, completely different palates, flavors, tastes, foods. Um, obviously, the large corporations that put out uh, processed foods that go to every state will be in every state. And sometimes those items are used in these foods, but not often. You know, basic things like butter or grease or salt, you know. Anyway, let's go. We're doing them in order, by the way. We're going to start in the A's and work our way all the way to Z, which is Zalaska. Um, so here we are in Alabama. I'm not in Alabama. I'm in Mississippi, but we're starting in Alabama. And their weird food from this list is the banana and mayonnaise sandwich. Oh, my dogs are shaking their ears. The banana and mayonnaise sandwich is, uh, originally born in North Carolina, apparently, but it is very popular there. And NASCAR driver Dale Hart, Dale Hart, Dale Earnhardt Jr. states that it is his favorite sandwich and favorite use for mayonnaise. Mine would be the tomato sandwich, but I'm in Mississippi and that's not a weird food. 
So we got a banana and mayonnaise sandwich in Alabama. Let's move on to Alaska where it does get strange. <clears throat> um, they're called stink heads. It's where native Alaskans, like the Yupik people, take salmon heads and bury them for weeks until they ferment. And when they ferment, they also smell bad. They stink. Thus, nicknamed stinkheads. Supposedly, it is an acquired taste. <laughs> the dogs are playing. And the aroma is an acquired aroma. But fermented, buried fish heads. It's also something they do, maybe not with Alaska. There's a certain shark, Baskin shark, that's right, that they hang in a, uh, you know, something similar to a smokehouse, except it's a cold house. And they hang these Baskin shark until they, I mean, for months, until they completely reek. And then they cut away the meat and eat the meat. You just got to be able to take the smell. Arizona has something. Now, there was one thing called cactus fries I saw on a different site. But here they have a Diamondbacks cheeseburger dog. And Arizona's known for its uh, Sonoran hot dog, which are topped with uh, beans, onions, tomatoes. You know, basically a chili-like mix. But at the Arizona Diamondback Baseball Stadium, they make a cheeseburger dog, which is a sausage-shaped dog. No, it does not look like a dog. It looks like a... Actually, it looks like a foot-long corn dog. But it's sausage-shaped dog. Char-grilled. It's formed out of char-grilled burger. Oh, okay. And then deep-fried, served with bacon, lettuce, and tomato, and a secret sauce across the top. And it's put on a big bun... Kind of looks like a big hoagie, but it could be a foot-long hot, hot dog bun. And you can only get it at Chase Field in Phoenix. Why did they use that of all things? I mean, certainly there's a native food from the Native Americans there, like snake. Damn it. I lost my page. Give me a moment. Here we go. Here we go. Trying to get there. What comes after Arizona anyway? Does anybody know? Anybody? 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 Arkansas. <clears throat> Excuse me. So in Arkansas, their word food is pork brains and eggs. You could probably imagine that they're both scrambled together. They are. The brains are surprisingly mild. <laughs> and here's what they say the idea of eating zombie style doesn't bother you then it's the perfect accompaniment with grits now I knew a man whom I grew up across the lake from because we lived on a lake and around the lake the original members of the neighborhood lived and across the lake Mr. Cully was a big fan of squirrel brains and eggs. And basically you just mash up the brains and eggs and scramble them up. And that was just that was something that 
southern people. It was kind of a southern staple for country folk back in the day. And some people still do eat it. And I've, I've had uh, fried squirrel brains. It's fried in the skull. So when you open it, it's like a... It tastes... And it looks and tastes kind of like a smoked oyster, really. So if you're not into oysters, you might not like it. But it's pork brains. So there'll be a lot more brains than a squirrel. <laughs> okay, in California, they gave us Don Baguito's special mealworm toasted glazed and topped with organic coconut. So in San Francisco, this man has a shop that specializes in insects and related creatures that are cooked in some fashion. And the toasted mealworms glazed with melted sugar and topped with organic coconut. But coconut's not organic. Is uh, their specialty. It's Don Dugito Coconut Brittle Baguitos. Oh, Don Dugito is his name. They didn't say that in the uh, sentence. Uh, moving on. Colorado. Smoked rattlesnake. I'd eat it. It is chopped up rattlesnake, smoked, and laid across the top of a cream cheese. All right. Sorry about the intro. The uh, interruption. My daughter needs some money in her lunch account at school. So we were talking smoked rattlesnake in Colorado. Basically, it's smoked rattlesnake <laughs> with a cream cheese base in the bottom of the bowl, and they put it on top of it, eat it with a spoon, kind of blend it together. Or you can eat it with chips, tortilla chips. It's served in Denver. All right, let's move on, move on. In Connecticut... They do a steamed cheeseburger. So, a place called Ted's in Meriden, Connecticut, but also in other places, do a burger that's topped with cheese and steamed on a tray. It is a very moist burger. <laughs> that's all it says. And the cheese drips down and encloses it. Well, really, it, you know, the picture here, a steam burger, steam meat, I don't know, they'd have to be thin patties, sitting on a, a pallet of sliced onions, white cheese, maybe provolone, melted over, top, a little thin slice of uh, probably mealy tomato and a little lettuce, and the bun. I don't know if they steam the vegetables or not, but they steam their cheeseburgers in Connecticut. Oh, drop down to Delaware, where they do something called slippery dumplings. These are just your average large but thin, rectangular-ish, look like clams to me, dough that slip and slide until they're anchored in a dish of chicken with mashed potatoes. What's inside them? I guess chicken and mashed potatoes. Delaware sounds exciting. Next state, Florida. 
a peanut butter and jelly burger. Interesting. This is a burger. The jelly is tomato jam, which tomato is a fruit, by the way. Um, some Floridian restaurants actually use real jelly. Uh, cheddar cheese, bacon. It just has jelly on it. There's a version of it in Disney World's ESPN Club that you use jalapenos too, or maybe jalapeno jelly. But basically, it's a cheeseburger, bacon cheeseburger with jelly on it. Hmm. How weird. It's going to turn into one of those episodes where it's not that weird. Or not that amazing, which is some of the last ones I've done where it reads amazing facts about whatever. And then you go through them and you're like, that's pretty lame. Uh-oh, we lost internet connection, so am I going to be able to read... Man, this is just, this episode is full of kinks. We're in Georgia now, though. Oh, come on. In Georgia, when you pop the cap off a bottle of Coca-Cola, you pour in some shelled salted peanuts and let them fizz a little bit, and then you drink it. That's been going on for a long time, ever since probably Coca-Cola's been bottled. Apparently, it started in Georgia, putting peanuts in your Coke. Because Georgia grows a lot of peanuts. And Coke is headquartered in Atlanta. Hmm. I guess it's possible. I knew it. We go to Hawaii and it is spam involved. It is said Hawaiians consume about 7 million cans of spam a year. And that is literally native Hawaiians mostly that eat it. Maybe poor if there are poor whites and poor Asians there, maybe them too, but the natives of Hawaii are Hawaiians, obviously. And they eat a lot of Spam. They even have the world's largest Spam festival. And one of the most popular way of making it is called Musubi. It's a variation of the Japanese onigiri, which I don't know what that is either where Spam is enclosed in a square of sushi rice and wrapped in nori seaweed. So it's basically Spam sushi. Why didn't you just say that? Musubi. It's, it's uh, Spam sushi. Come on, guys. That's what it is. They don't, I've never seen it anywhere on the continental U.S. Maybe that's why it's so weird. Moving on to Idaho, they have finger steaks. I wonder if they eat fingers. Uh, they're not talking Hannibal Lecter here. Ha 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 ha. But it is considered Idaho's signature food. It is simply strips of marinated steak, breaded and deep fried, then served with barbecue or cocktail sauce. Cocktail sauce. That's kind of that's the weird part. Have they use cocktail sauce for anything but imported shrimp? In Utah, Illinois, they have, what is Illinois, let's guess, what is Illinois known for, other than growing a lot of corn? Illinois is known for Chicago, it's known for uh, corrupt politics, but it's known for pizza. Well, pizza's good, spaghetti is good, hey, let's make spaghetti pizza, that's right. There are several places in West Chicago 
that claim to have invented spaghetti pizza. It is exactly what it sounds like. Sausage and mozzarella are also with the spaghetti on the pizza crust. It might be good. It's a lot of, uh, um, oh my gosh, I need a number two here with the brain. A lot of carbs. There you go. I thought of them by myself. The dog couldn't help me. Doesn't talk. Let's move a state east to Indiana. They are into sauerkraut balls. Fermented cabbage makes sauerkraut. I like sauerkraut. I like it on hot dogs. I like it on sausages. I don't know what else you eat it on. Well, here in Indiana, it became popular at the state fairs and at the Indianapolis 500 where you mix sauerkraut, pork sausage, and cream seed, cream cheese with some mustard and make some spheres, bread it, and plunge it into boiling oil, a.k.a. you deep fry it, crisp and brown. I'd eat one. Sounds really good. I'm not going to go to Indiana just to have one, but I'd eat one. Oop, let's jump back west two states to Iowa. We like in, in the United States, we like to keep our I-states together. Idaho kind of drifted west, but our I-states, we keep close together. In Iowa, their weird food is kumla. It is a Norwegian ham and potato dumpling. Gosh, that sounds good. They've described them as Norwegian sinkers. Um, I guess they're large because people say they can't eat more than three at a sitting. But one man notes that 10 of them would make competitive eating champ Joe Chestnut throw up. I guess they're big. I mean, why couldn't you eat more than three ham and potato? See, I don't get a picture because my internet is out. Hold on. I don't know what's going on. Let me reboot. This This is probably going to be an hour-long episode because I haven't done one in a while. And my, for some reason, my internet Wi-Fi is not playing along, which is why I'm amazed I'm still getting these. Oh, I know what I got to do. I got to reintroduce the SIM card. No. What's the deal? Oh, well. I don't have a picture of the dumpling sinker. So let's move on since we do get the uh, words. Kansas, the s'more burger. There's a place in Wichita called Whiskey Dicks. Nice. Hey, uh, daughter, where do you want to go eat tonight? Whiskey Dicks. Oh, <laughs> well, they came up with something to improve the classic cheeseburger. They top it with marshmallows, chocolate, and graham crackers, simply. Hmm. That is 
weird. See, the the reason I wanted to do weird foods around the world is because they eat fish eyeballs in some countries. And they eat insects of various kinds in other countries. I think there was one where they... Uh, how did they do the pig's feet? It was very bizarre. But instead, we're going to give the world our semi-lame, because <laughs> I'm not changing it now, our semi-lame weird foods of the world, where really it's just a bunch of sweet stuff that we indulge in that you don't have in 75% of the world. So eat our dust. Okay, in Kentucky, I wonder if it's at the, no. In Kentucky, they have something called the Benedictine. Oh, it is associated with Kentucky Derby. Um, it's not associated with the French liqueur. It's made with cucumbers, onions, cream cheese, mayonnaise. We do a lot of cream cheese mayonnaise stuff here in the U.S. And sometimes green food, food coloring. Flood does not mean flood. It means I mispronounce food. Anyway, you take the cucumber, onion, cream cheese, mayo, and sometimes green food coloring mixture, and you use it on canopies, or as a dip, or in sandwiches. It somehow seems like a baby food version of the cucumber sandwich served in English tea time. Huh. Right. Ah, uh, yes. In my neighboring state of probably some of the best cuisine in the United States, in my opinion, because they have Cajun food and Southern food and soul food and between Mississippi and Louisiana combined all those foods in our culture and you have some of the best food in the world. Try to change my mind, right? Okay, Louisiana... They eat Nutria. They do a little bit in Mississippi, too. Probably uh, southeast Texas. It's a marsh animal. It's like a large swimming rat, but it looks a little like a beaver without that same kind of tail. Well, they only eat vegetation, which means their meat isn't spoiled with a fishy flavor. Um... It's considered an invasive species. People do trap and kill them frequently. They can destroy crops. They can dig into levees. And so a lot of people take them out. There's a saying, though, in Louisiana, if you can't beat them, eat them. And so they catch their nutrient. They skin them and clean them. And they cook them in a variety of ways. Some boil them in crab boil. Um, some smoke, some grill. I don't know if I've eaten Nutra. I would. But I'm from the area. But we'll go up to the upper northeast to Maine. And they have tamale. Or tamale. A pungent green goop in the body of a lobster. It's the creature's digestive gland. Most people throw it away. But many... Old school Maine ends. <laughs> Put it on toast or whisk it into a sauce or soften butter and eat it in a variety of ways. So basically the green goop of the digestive gland of a lobster. Isn't that bizarro? Yes, it is. 
In Maryland, barbecued muskrat. Muskrat is very similar to Nutra, and they also get eaten. There are some festivals that feature the muskrat in Maryland. The creature is lean, has dark meat, it's full of tiny bones, but it's popular, mostly barbecued. Probably something that was eaten as far back as time immemorial, meaning the natives. In Massachusetts, they make a chow mein sandwich. I guess that'd be like a soup sandwich or a spaghetti sandwich. Spaghetti tacos. I'm sure people have heard of those. Anyway, Chinese-American restaurants throughout Massachusetts take chow mein and heap it on a burger bun. Order it strained, meaning the noodles with just meat, or unstrained with meat and vegetables. That's interesting. It seems like it'd be wet. In Michigan, they have dessert nachos. They serve this at Ford Field in Detroit, where they play baseball or football. No, football. And it is a curious but simple mashup of tortilla chips topped with cinnamon, sugar, smoked chocolate cherry Nutella sauce, chocolate-covered cherries, sprinkles, and whipped cream. Whoa. I probably would not eat that. Too sweet. In, <laughs> in Minnesota, we have the tater tot hot dish. It's a staple all over the Midwest. But it's considered... Minnesota's unofficial state dish as a main course casserole has a little bit of everything in it your starches your proteins your vegetables typical ingredients include ground beef canned vegetables if not fresh cream of tomato soup stirred in topped with chow mein noodles potato chips or tater tots as it is known and then baked it just sounds like a kitten caboodle Wait, that's from a show. It just seems like a typical American casserole. That's not strange. I guess Minnesota's not strange unless you live in Minneapolis and then you're, that place is effed up. All right, here I am in my home state, and I'll compare it to what I think would be a stranger food. What we have here in Mississippi is known as pea salad. You take peas, usually frozen, which would be green peas, and you mix with mayonnaise, diced onions, maybe some shredded cheese, and that is your little country picnic dish. Probably would see it like jello molds would be weirder than this. Um, my neighbor makes his own styled tamales. He makes a, a dessert tamale that is like coconut and chocolate. That is unbelievable. But then at some of his uh, cookouts, where he has a lot of people, he hadn't done them in like over a year. Uh, at one cook cookout, or just big get-together cookout, I guess it's cookout, I believe the feature meats were wild hog, deer, um, it was either pigeon, quail, 
or pheasant. I think it was pheasant. I know there was fried rattlesnake. Uh, I think there was some just store-bought pig. There was a roasted pig, smoked pig, excuse me, a big smoked pig. Uh, uh, raccoon. That would be weirder than pea salad. Raccoon. You boil it in crab boil. The spiciness and the boil takes out the greasiness. Anyway, there were other, there was other foods, but those were way weirder than pea salad. You know, pea salad. It's almost like saying peace out. Peace out. Okay, let's bust up to Missouri for the St. Paul sandwich. Another chow mein sandwich, kind of. Except this is egg foo young patty on white bread. Condiments such as dill pickles, mayonnaise, lettuce, and tomato. Has no connection with the Minnesota metropolis. St. Paul. Hmm. An egg foo young patty. Weird. Okay, Montana. Here we go. This was also in Colorado. The Rocky Mountain Oyster. You can eat these even if you have a seafood allergy because it is not seafood. They're also known as prairie oysters, cowboy caviar, or Montana tender groin. Have not heard that one. It's eaten all over the Rockies, into the Midwest. It's basically bull calf testicles cut, breaded, and fried, served with a dipping sauce. Most people would probably take ranch. Mountain oyster. In Nebraska, they eat a raisin pie. Raisins are great in trail mix and raisin bread, <clears throat> but a whole slice of pie filled with nothing but raisins. Ooh. Along with a little sugar and bound with cornstarch. Gosh, just a full-on raisin pie? I'd rather have, I'd rather have any pie. I like raisins, but not in mass. In Nevada, they have a belly of the beast burger. Well, that's fitting for Nevada. It's probably the most satanic state besides Arizona. Well, there's lots of burgers made in lots of ways. In Las Vegas, this monstrosity has them all beat. Two patties that are two pounds each, topped with cheddar and jack cheese, some pork belly, which is kind of like bacon, tater tots, tomatoes, jalapenos, barbecue sauce, ranch, all served on an entire French bread bouillet. The thing can weigh up to 10 pounds. Comes with fries if you want them. Gosh dang, that's four pounds of meat. I had a steak last night, it was a, probably at least a pound. Uh, but that includes the gristle and fat, which I don't eat all of, some for the flavor. All right, New Hampshire, they have a grape nuts ice cream. If this is what I think it is, I'd eat it. Little hard pebbles of grape nuts and ice cream. <laughs> is that all it is? Not with milk and sugar, but stirred just into ice cream. Wow. Way to go weird, New Hampshire. Woo! You're crazy. You could just claim squirrel. New Hampshire. Certainly you have them. Certainly people eat them. And that'd be weirder than grape nuts and ice cream. Although I'd eat them. But you can't. You gotta have sturdy teeth. Those things are hard. 
In New Jersey, we have the overloaded Oreo bagel. Golly, all these sweet things. Sorry, world. Sorry, Africa. Sorry, parts of Asia. You just don't get this crazy, awesome ice cream and sugary treats that we obviously indulge in daily. New Jersey, the overloaded Oreo bagels. There's a place in Bagel Nook. No, it's called the Bagel Nook in Freehold that crushes Oreos mixed with cream cheese into a chocolate vanilla swirl bagel. Basically a dessert bagel. How weird. In New Mexico, we have the green chili sundae. Now we're getting back to the weird. In Las Cruces, New Mexico, there's a place known for its frozen custard, but it's not all sweet sauces and sprinkles. They take vanilla custard and crown it out with chopped green chilies and salted pecans. That might be interesting. Probably wouldn't eat it. In New York, you got Pizza Box Pizza. I wonder if this is like pizza in a cup. And you can get spaghetti on a pizza if you want. But why when you can just pile pizza onto pizza? The specialty at Vinny's in Brooklyn, Pizza Box Pizza, is a small pepperoni pizza enclosed in a larger one that's folded over to form a box. So it's a double pizza sandwich. That is for the hungry man or woman. Moving on. It didn't click. Moving on. North Carolina. Liver mush. Mmm. That sounds English. It's liver from pork. It's mushed with morsels of pig's head meat, which would be a lot of cheek meat. A lot of, there's a lot of muscles on animals from above the ears coming down in front of them, down through the jaws. There's a lot of meat there. It's not thick, but, you know, there's an amount. So you take your liver and you mix it with pig's head meat and cornmeal. And you form it into rectangles, apparently, and fry it into what is described as what looks like a burnt (laughs) Pop-Tart. Maybe a deep-fried Pop-Tart, not a burnt Pop-Tart. It's amazing there's so many writers out there that aren't that good. In North Dakota, we got what's called the Fifth Bro Hot Dog. Dog Mahal Doghouse in Grand Forks, North Dakota has a beef frank topped with cream cheese, mango, relish, and Padang pineapple sriracha. I don't understand the Fifth Bro part. The Fifth Bro is the most out track. I don't get that. Out rat. Sounds like they're trying to be over hip. But cream cheese, mango, relish, and pineapple sriracha on top of a hot dog. I'd try it, but I don't know, man. It can't be that hot. It's mango. I keep thinking it's a hot pepper, but it's not. Not mango, but I, that's what I thought I said. In Ohio, they have a goetta. North Carolina's liver mush and Pennsylvania's scrapple. Sometimes compared with this German-inspired sausage made with ground pork, sometimes beef, and pinhead oats. It's especially in Cincinnati or across the river in Covington, Kentucky. It's best fried crisp 
and it ends up in burritos, mushu, tacos, omelets, potato skins, among other things. So basically it's a ground sausage and oats fried together. Hmm, German thing, I'd eat it. Oklahoma, you got catfish wontons. That sounds interesting. Fried catfish, that's something we have in Mississippi. That's a staple. Wontons are like a ground pork Asian appetizer. Well, this is kind of like a variation of crab rangoon where you take fried catfish or just catfish inside the doughy crab rangoon outer covering and fry it. I guess you could dip it in tartar sauce. That'd be, I'd eat that. In Oregon, I lived there for a long summer. Um, did not eat Pacific lamprey, which is an eel-like sucker fish. But it was an important food source for the uh, native Indian tribes along the Columbian River Basin. It had rich fatty meat, which was something that they needed in their diet for nutrition. You will not find it in Portland's trendy restaurants that probably all have their windows broke busted out from all the moron rioters because most of the people in Portland are morons. I didn't even see how they cook it. Huh. They'd probably steam it. I don't know. Didn't say how they cook it. That's ridiculous. But it's a sucker fish, like an eel. Eel-like sucker fish. Okay, we mentioned Pennsylvania scrapple. It's known in Pennsylvania Dutch as pan haas, or pan rabbit. Scrapple is a mush of cornmeal and wheat flour. And various pork scraps, including head meat and heart and liver. This has nothing to do with a little rabbit, apparently. I guess you could do the same with rabbit, though. Rabbit heart, rabbit liver, I've eaten that. But pork scraps. And uh, it's made similar to liver mush. It's just blended together and... It doesn't say how they cook it. You gotta tell us how you cook it. I apologize, world. This is MSN lifestyle section. So it's Microsoft News. So no wonder their writers are all morons too. They must live in Portland or Minneapolis. All right, in Rhode Island, they'd make pizza strips. Oh, whoa. Stand back, Rhode Island. You're getting crazy. If you like leftover cold pizza for breakfast, pizza strips are basically thickish pizza dough formed into rectangles, well it's not a strip, covered with tomato sauce, no cheese, and baked. Then cut into strips, not strips, and eaten at room temperature. A delight to many Rhode Islanders. Woo! You guys is crazy! Okay, so... <laughs> Hey! The dogs. The natives are restless. In South Carolina, you're going to die when I tell you all this. You're going to die. Unless you get so lamed out you fall asleep while driving. Listen to this. In South Carolina, their weird, weird food is, yes, boiled peanuts. Wow. A huge staple in the South, obviously. You take raw 
aka green peanuts, and boil them in their shell in salted water. And while they're still hot, you boil them till they're soft, and then peel them, eat them while they're warm. That's when they're best. You can add crab boil, make them hot. You can add jalapenos and make them hot. There are ways to flavor them. There's nothing weird about boiled peanuts. They're so good, though. Ethan, my boy, loves jalapeno boiled peanuts. Loves them. I do, too. Great with a Coke. Oops, I almost hit the wrong button. But that ain't weird. South Dakota. Chislick. Tiny cubes of meat. Traditionally lamb, mutton, but also beef or venison, which are deep fried until crisp, flavored with garlic salt, and popped by the handful or dipped in ranch dressing or other condiments. Sometimes the meat is marinated first or battered before frying. Well, in Mississippi, we don't call it chislick. We call it fried deer. And you marinate it in milk. And it pulls out all the blood and tenderizes it. The lactic acid tenderizes the meat. You can do it with steak. And then you drag it through some flour and salt and pepper. And then you fry it in some shallow oil. And then you let it cool in the paper towels. And while it's still hot, you do not need dipping sauce. You just eat it as is. And sometimes you don't need anything else. You, that's what you eat. It's so good. I, I'm not going to call it chislick, though. I'm uh, not impressed with many of the weird foods from Microsoft News lifestyle section. I guess I should have done more research. And I'm probably hitting, gosh knows how many minutes I've hit by now. But we're just going to roll. Because we're in the T's. Can't go much further. In Tennessee, they have the Fat Elvis. I wonder if it's his favorite sandwich. It is. His favorite sandwich was a peanut butter and banana sandwich on white bread, fried in butter. You can add bacon. He ate a lot of those, probably because he smoked grass. Wouldn't matter, though. That's probably why he gained so much weight in the end. That, and he was constipated from all the pills he ate. And it killed him. Peanut butter banana sandwich on white bread fried in butter. Oh, that just makes me want to go make one right now because I have the stuff to do it. Okay, you got a flick here. Flick, flick. Okay, Texas, the Frito Pie. In its purest form, it is a bag of Frito corn chips, which were invented in Texas. In one of the original type metallic lined bags. You can't do it with a plastic bag. Into which are spooned chili and grated cheese. Chili, no beans. And it's in the bag. So you just put chili and cheese in a bag of Fritos. And you eat it out of the bag, however. Probably be hot on the hand. You have to wear a, use a towel. Or you can just not do it in the bag. You can do it in a bowl like a normal person. Imagine I won't go there. It'd be racist, probably. I'm not racist. Utah has ugh, pickle pie. Mmm. There's a place 
south central part of the state, which is very secluded, where they chop sweet pickles and flavor them with cinnamon and allspice and bake it into a pie crust. The filling is said to resemble a tangy mincemeat, another non-favorite of mine. I'd taste it. I'd try it. But come on, pickle pie. Just freaking make a real pie. Vermont, sugar on snow. Really? This is weird. We do it down here, except we never get snow. There are only two ingredients for this wintertime dessert. Fresh fallen snow and maple syrup. It is Vermont's snow cone. It is good. It's not weird. Gosh. You're killing me. Virginia has a cow nose ray. This is a thick snouted stingray that uh, apparently destroys the oyster population if not controlled in Chesapeake Bay. So it is basically trapped, hunted, or killed in various manners. It is found, excuse me, I got a COVID cough. (coughs) Its wings, which are obviously its flaps, are considered a delicacy. Um, You take the wings and cut it into rounds like scallops. And you got to think, because it's been rumored in many, many restaurants up and down the East Coast that when you're eating scallops, it might actually be cow nose ray wings. But they're cut into rounds. And here it actually says substituted for scallops, but can be used on kebabs or fajitas. Hey, what are you having tonight? Oh, cow nose ray fajitas. Mm, I'll, I'm going to McDonald's. Virginia. There can't be many left. Can't be many left. God, stop it. It's hitting the wrong button. Washington. Um, I'm going to call it geoduck, but it could be geoduck, but it's pronounced gooey duck. There we go. And you'll never, ever guess what a gooey duck is. It is not a duck that's been run over by a car and then cooked. It's a giant clam with an obscene-looking protruding body. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that on TV. That it can't retract back into its shell once it puts it out. Its meat is tough but tastes good. And in many areas on the West Coast, it's served in sushi restaurants and bars. The gooey duck. Looks like a big tongue. Um, are there any states? I don't have a number two after Washington because my uh, my internet connection is dead, and now so is my page. And I wanted to. Nope, but I'm not gonna because I've gone way long. Uh, I'll do this another time. There's, <clears throat> I saw this while looking at, at looking up weird foods around the world and found weird foods for each state and decided to do that and didn't know because I'm not going to go through them all at once before I do this. I'll go through like five and be like, oh yeah, I'll I'll do that. And then, you know, you get into number 11 and it's like, oh, it's getting lame. And this one probably got lame. I have to find some rock out uh, outro song 
to uh, pick it back up if you've gotten this far in the episode. But what I found that I may do another time, and I might expand it because there were only so many of them, were the weird versions of food in American franchise fast food restaurants around the world. And it's things that I've never heard of that they serve. And some of them don't even have the muk whatever in front of it. And so uh, maybe I'll do that. You know, I can't do back-to-back food. I mean, I could. I might. I don't know. Depends on when I have time to get back on here. I got time this morning, so I thought I'd pop this one out. I am sorry if it was lame and you listened this far through it, but if you did, it was probably because you were driving or didn't have anything better to do or you like my show. Um, one other thing that will help tie this out, the uh, I did an episode last year sometime about Mac Bank Supper Club, which was up in Crawford, Mississippi, near Starkville, Mississippi State University. And... Uh, Mac Banks passed away in West Point, Mississippi. I'd seen it on Facebook, and so I posted a little comment, because I used to go to Mac Banks Supper Club in college a lot. Fun place to go. Um, different. Scale back through all my episodes, find Mac Banks Supper Club, and listen to it, and learn about Mac Banks and, and his club. But he uh, passed away, and so I, I posted a little you know, tribute, you know, two sentence tribute on Facebook and then took the dogs out. And I was outside, my phone rang and looked at it and I didn't recognize the call, but it was in Mississippi and it was from West Point. I'm like, well, I know people in that area. So I answered it and it was a woman who I did not know. And she was asking me if I was me and did this podcast, but she didn't she couldn't think of the word podcast, so I wasn't sure what she was talking about. And so I was like, yeah, this is, this. my name's Harry. And she goes, and she's like, what did you do to the show on Mac Bank Supper Club? And I'm like, the podcast? She goes, yeah, yeah, the podcast. I was like, I was scared to say yes, because I told some stories about Mac Banks, at least one, that he told me and my friend in his uh, place one afternoon when we were just happened to be out that way driving around during the day. And we stopped in and he was there and we sat and ate lunch with him at his bar and talked. And he told us this disgusting sex story about him and a friend, you know, 60 years ago. And I'm thinking, damn it, that means she, she heard it. You know, I wonder what she's going to get on to me about. But I probably wasn't thinking that until after she said, I'm his granddaughter. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for your loss. She's like, I, I know. And she's choking back tears the whole time. And I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about it. Every time I tell a story to someone, I get goosebumps. Um, her husband said, did you know that there is a uh, episode on uh, the internet about your grandfather? She goes, no, I hadn't heard about that. And he goes, yeah, I heard it. It's pretty good. And so she listened to it and immediately found my number and called me and told me, thank you. And just blew my mind that it, you know, something that I did while he was alive, just because it was a great story at the time, at Max' expense, basically, 
and his club ended up being good enough of a tribute. And the reason it's a good enough tribute with the Dirty Story was he sang dirty songs to college students and everybody loved him for it. And I'm talking about dirty songs, sometimes racist songs, but it was a different era, a different time. He didn't hate anybody. He was filled with love. So don't take it wrong, any of you triggered boneheads. But I've really gone way over on the time. And, uh, you know, I want to thank y'all for being y'all. Thank you for being you. Thanks for listening. I'll keep banging out these uh, episodes. Hopefully keep them entertaining. I'm not so sure that this one was, but, you know... I've done so many, I'm picky about them a little bit. Not really. I don't really care. It's not like I make money off this. Just remember, stay in touch with your loved ones. The next day, they may be gone. That happened to Mac Banks' uh, granddaughter, Amy. One day, he was, you know, post-surgery for a hip issue. The next day, clot gone. I think that's how it happened. So keep in touch with your loved ones. Let them know. If they don't answer back, maybe... I'm talking to friends too. Maybe you're not as important in their lives as they are in yours. But that doesn't mean you stop. You keep on. And beyond that, you know, I'll just give you the usual love, happiness, joy, ripple out the kindness, and peace. Let me give you some advice. Yeah.